0: What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. <laughs> really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS, wireless, figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile Network. See store for details and terms and conditions. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for sportingnews.com. And uh, with Locked On Fantasy Football and the whole network, I'm pleased to announce that uh, we are now connected with Pro Football Focus. And it's awesome because we have a special giveaway. We're giving away one PFF Edge subscription per show per week. A thirty-nine dollars value, you know what you'll get. NFL player grades, snap counts, position ranks, for fantasy purposes, projections, rankings, tools, and charts, and all the DFS advice that you would need throughout the season. So that's great. For our show, that means we'll have Jeff Ratcliffe, director of fantasy for Pro Football Focus, on once a week here to help break down some things that we're seeing on the field. So we'll have his insight and uh this is how you win. You tell yourself uh, what you think about the show and leave a review for Locked On Fantasy, and make sure you leave your Twitter handle in the review on iTunes. And each week, we will choose a random winner from those that have left reviews. So fantastic to be teamed with Pro Football Focus, and we'll get a lot more insight all throughout the network. And today is Pickup Tuesday on Locked On Fantasy Football. That's our waiver wire look. Before we get into that, we have to just kind of break down what we saw between the Lions and Giants on Monday night. It was really mostly all Lions. On the Giants' side, the passing game just looked in a funk, even with Odell Beckham Jr. back. The running game went nowhere. I think the one thing you'd think is maybe to spark this, Evan Ingram will get more plays, the rookie... Tight end from Ole Miss and maybe Orleans Darqua will we'll get more of a look in the backfield with Paul Perkins absolutely doing nothing. The Lions easily won this game. Their defense again played over its head, had another touchdown in the special teams. The return there, so second straight week with a touchdown for the Lions. D made a lot of plays, so you must start your D against the Giants at this point. And, Lions, the passing game, was a quiet night for Matthew Stafford, as expected. Still managed two touchdowns there, one to Marvin Jones, one to Eric Ebron. But the takeaway there is that Amir will look good again, but it's really hard to trust him there beyond uh, standard leagues because he's not going to give you anything in the pass game with Theo Riddick. So we'll see how that's going forward, but that's kind of the takeaway. Not too much from a kind of a boring... Lions in full control, Monday night game, victory there for Detroit. Now, on Pickup Tuesday, we'll focus on Week 3. We're already turning the page after Week 2 is now officially in the books. And as we usually do, we start a, a look at the running backs. And it starts with guys named Chris this week. Now, we mentioned Chris Carson as a deeper pickup last week as a speculation. If you went through with that and you couldn't get maybe guys like Tariq Cohen or Buck Allen you're really happy right now. You probably didn't play Carson because you didn't see that coming. Thomas Rawls did play there in Seattle, but Carson got to 100 yards from scrimmage. He was the guy that was the workhorse against San Francisco. So quick change in development. Eddie Lacy inactive. Thomas Rawls didn't look very good. This backfield a lot sooner than expected. And week two has flipped over to Chris Carson. He If he runs like that and the other guys are just useless carson's not going to give up his job anytime soon he ran well the undrafted rookie that's what's great about fantasy football guys like that can suddenly be a big factor and that's what you're seeing now the other chris we're looking at is chris thompson with the redskins and really it's two-tiered that you're looking at running backs named redskins here thompson because he only had a couple touches in the backfield but scored twice home run hitter they love this guy He's he's been known really as a third down back and been good in PPR when the Redskins trail and those type of situations but it's clear they really like this kid in putting him in a lot of situations they give him a new deal so he's on the radar here especially in a PPR, PPR league he should be owned and now there's a twist here because Rob Kelly came out of the game with some banged up ribs against the Rams he actually ran pretty well But the twist was that Samaj Pirine, the rookie that hardly played except on special teams in week one, from Oklahoma, got a heavy workload there as Washington suddenly went run heavy and very effective against the Rams. They're definitely going to try that uh, here against the Raiders to try to keep the offense off the field. There's also a situation where Thompson could be valuable later if the Redskins trail in that game, so... They're going to have different values. I think without Kelly, it helps both of these guys because P. Ryan, you know, is going to see a heavy load early down and Chris Thompson, depending on game flow, is going to be in there as well. So both are worthy pickups. If someone has dropped P. Ryan, go after him. But uh, Thompson is probably available in your league at this point uh, right away because of things that uh, are very thin at running back. Now we look a little deeper at running back, and there's a couple guys that I like that are younger, that are good speculative ads. Alvin Kamara is my top here because the rookie in New Orleans, he's clearly looking like their best back. Mark Ingram is not looking that great early. Adrian Peterson is just a plotter at this point. So Kamara had the big catch there against the Patriots at 51 receiving yards. He's here to stay in a key role in this offense, especially when they're limited really in receivers. I know they're going to get Willie Sneed back, but... The reliable guys so far have been Michael Thomas and Kobe Fleener. Ted Ginn hasn't been materialized. Brandon Coleman did score, but I think Kamara is still third or fourth option in this passing game, so his roles is going to expand in the running game. They love, them, love him in New Orleans, so I think you're going to see that materialize here and you could have a big role soon. Dante Foreman, I look at these two backs in Houston. He's much more effective than Lamar Miller. I think he's a very sneaky add here before the curve gets to him, so I I really like what he can do there at running back in that offense that's obviously going to try to run as much as possible to take pressure off uh, Deshaun Watson and uh, have that offensive line not sit back and pass protection too often. Now you're looking at two Cardinals backs, I think Chris Johnson and Andre Allentine, because we saw Kerwin Williams, as we mentioned, we didn't love him. I think you had to pick him up. I didn't like to play him last week. I'm not sure I like to play any of the Cardinals backs, but as not surprising, Chris Johnson quickly got the more touches here. there, in that backfield uh, with Andre Ellington being that third down back. It just became a three-headed monster mess for you. So, still not great, but Chris Johnson the volume is worth looking at as a speculative ad at running back. Now, as we move on to wide receiver, a lot of uh, similar things from, Last week, but the guy there is making the transition staying with the Cardinals is JJ Nelson. This was a late developing thing with John Brown, he had a quadriceps injury that uh, now it looks like he's going to be out a lot longer than week two. So, JJ Nelson, we know what he did when Brown was out last year. Some people said, Was it going to be Jerron Brown stepping in? Would it rookie Chad Williams suddenly surprised? But no, it's still JJ Nelson, he's got the most familiarity. And he's been more effective so far scoring in both games ahead of Patrick or ahead of Larry Fitzgerald. And when you look at uh, J.J. Nelson, he, we know he's got some special skill sets. He's a very small guy, but can really get down the field pretty well. And this is a team that likes to go down the field with its wide receiver. So Nelson over Jerron Brown for sure is the way to go. I might look at Tyler Lockett as well this week. I think you look at him, he got... More regularly involved, as well as Paul Richardson. Nine targets against the 49ers, so Lockett still might be out there in some leagues. You definitely look at him. I think you have to look at the combination of uh, Marquise Lee and Alan Hearns. If you've been sleeping on them, I think they're going to have some value. Both were rather productive in that game. I don't love them this week against the Ravens, but I think they both should be owned in leagues as a wide receiver. Four options you can toggle into three. Now, another guy that I think is going to have a bigger role, surprisingly, and if you're looking for Greg Olson help, unfortunately you're not going to get it directly at tight end. You're going to have to just dig deeper there. I don't think you can trust Ed Dixon there who's replacing him. He's been mostly a blocker for his career. But Devin Funchess is probably going to get a lot of the targets that Greg Olson did. He had a pretty good game there against the Bills. Funchess, remember, the catch radius is not that far off from Kelvin Benjamin. And now you figure with Olsen out of the picture with his catch radius, Funch's kind of hybrid role was a hybrid wide receiver tight end in Michigan. That I still think he's a wide receiver, but he's not going to qualify a tight end for you, fortunately. But he can definitely pick up the slack and be more valuable in fantasy as a third wide out here for you with that injury. So that's something you're definitely going to watch. Jermaine Curse. Has pretty much has to be owned in all leagues with the way things are going in. with the Jets. Josh McCown has a go-to guy, typically. That's Curse. Um, you look at Kendall Wright. He said, somebody has to catch the ball in Chicago. The slot guy, the safe guy is the guy that's busiest, and uh, that's what we're seeing with Wright. I think Rashard Higgins, you can't ignore that he was suddenly involved a lot more in the Browns passing game, especially with Corey Coleman hurting. So, Higgins and You look at uh, Kenny Britt on the other side, not doing much. So Higgins can suddenly have a big role in a team that's going to have to throw a lot from behind. So he's a good little sneaky addition. This week, Nelson Aguilar, you can still look at after scoring uh, again. And we're not sure about who's going to replace Jordy Nelson. Potentially he might play this week in Green Bay. But Geronimo Allison seemed to get all the snaps there outside, especially with uh, Randall Cobb also banged up. So Allison, we know that... uh, Aaron Rodgers can turn a lot of people into gold, surprisingly, so you have to just think about uh, Allison as a deeper league speculative ad, and if you want to go a little deeper, Brandon Coleman there. He's going to lose his value as soon as Willie Sneed returns, so keep that in mind, but uh, Drew Brees does like throwing to him, and he's a nice big target there, so you look at him maybe in New Orleans and a Tougher matchup this week against Carolina, so kind of stay away. He's more of a depth add at this point if Snead has a setback. And Deontay Thompson, I said somebody has to catch the ball in Chicago. He's the one who caught the touchdown, so you're looking at Wright and Thompson if you're really kind of desperate at wide receiver and have to tap into what we have in Chicago. Now, tight ends, I mentioned Olsen. That's a tough, tough blow for fantasy owners. In deeper leagues, you've lost C.J. Fedorowicz as well. So uh, there's not much to see here. I think you can think about uh, Benjamin Watson as he had a big, big game for the Ravens against the Browns. He's healthy. He looked healthy enough where you can think about him. So if you're really hurting for a guy without Olsen, Benjamin Watson is someone you can look at. Austin Savita Jenkins, somebody... He's got to help that passing game in the Jets beyond curse. He's going to come back from suspension soon, so not a bad stash. He had a very good offseason there for them. Uh, Zach Miller, uh, not too thrilled about him just because you have actually Kendall Wright and Deontay Thompson and uh, Tara Cohen catching passes in Chicago, but if you need to look at Zach Miller, you could do that. Other than that, it's pretty dry at tight end at this point just because there's not much going on on that's kind of a mixed bag there behind the elite which is now less with only uh, Rob Gronkowski and Travis Kelty, Kelsey healthy yeah, I think right behind them you have Zach Ertz and Delaney Walker but otherwise uh, it's a little bit of a mixed bag Kobe Fleener started pretty well but uh, tight end really can't help yourself too much I think one guy you might look at is Cameron Brait didn't have a big role in the first week but uh, he he Could be a little bit more involved. and Some people might be off the Austin Hooper train already. It's surprising that uh, he didn't get as many targets there in week two. But remember, Mohamed Sanu is still ahead in the pecking order behind Julio Jones. Now, at quarterback, you're going to look at two people that I think have some sneaky QB1 potential. And that's Trevor Simeon, who's played like a QB1 in the first two games here for Denver. Another decent favorable matchup at Buffalo. The schedule overall is really nice. He came through in two really not as easy as they seem matchups. He's going to get get the ball out quickly. He has talented receivers and tight ends. He has a back who can score there out of the backfield. And CJ Anderson. So, Trevor Simeon has to be owned in every league. Just watch the bye week because he has a bye week here in week five. So, a lot of. Uh, Quarterbacks there that uh, of note, so I think that's the thing with Simeon. I think he's better for if you have a lower end starter uh, like a Philip Rivers to kind of hedge your bets here. I think he's more than a streamer now. He's a guy that you can own and toggle in a platoon situation in a lot of deeper leagues, especially if you're uh, playing the matchups every week at quarterback. And the other one is Deshaun Watson. Granted, he didn't look good as a passer, but that legs thing. I mean, right there, he only had five fantasy points as a passer. But when you look at opportunity to rush for touchdowns and 50, 60 yards every week, that's 12 points built in right there. So that's a pretty good floor at 17 points. I think it can get better there going forward as he gets accustomed to the offense, finds DeAndre Hopkins more. So Watson is a guy just like uh, Deshaun Kaiser that can have some value in particular matchups as streamers or uh, bi-week replacements f- for you. And so there you have it. There's an addition of pickup Tuesday. It wasn't as uh, of a mess coming out of week one as it was coming out of week two, still some key injuries there. We mentioned, uh, Jordy Nelson and Greg Olson, but these are some of the guys that can help you get through that to, as well as, uh, we focus on the injury with Rob Kelly and that's why we like P Ryan and Thompson. But, The theme of uh, this week's Pickup Tuesday is you can't miss out on Chris, whether it's Carson or Thompson. That's what you're probably looking at in most leagues here because you can never stop adding running backs and trying to get help with that position. It is critical to your team. So, Thanks so much for listening. And remember, we have that pro football focus promotion going on. Make sure that uh, you leave a review for the show on iTunes. Leave your Twitter handle and you can win that. PFF Edge subscription, one per show, one per week, thirty nine ninety nine value. So take advantage of that, and we'll have a lot more from PFF on the Lockdown Network coming up for Locked On Fantasy Football. This has been Vinnie Iyer. We'll see you tomorrow for Matchup Wednesday, Week Three. What's you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. <laughs> Bye, singing dog. <laughs> Bye, goal.